Archer considered this. At last he went to the door and opened it. All right, Corporal. You may go now, and thanks for your time. I'm sorry I'm not more helpful. The Corporal went slowly out, and Harris closed the door after him. Then he went across his office to the vid phone. He rang Commander Cox's letter. A moment later, the beefy, good-natured face of the base commander appeared. Cox, this is Harris. I talked to him all right. All I could get is the statement that he's a plant. What else is there? What kind of behavior pattern? Well, Cox said, the first thing they noticed was that he wouldn't do any work. The garrison chief reported that this Westerberg would wander off outside the garrison and just sit, all day long. Just sit. In the sun? Yes, just sit in the sun. Then at nightfall he would come back in. When they asked why he wasn't working in the jet repair building, he told them that he had to be out in the sun. Then he said... Cox hesitated. Yes? Said what? He said that work was unnatural, that it was a waste of time, that the only worthwhile thing was to sit and contemplate outside. Well, what then? Then they asked him how he got that idea, and then he revealed to them that he had become a plant. I'm going to have to talk to him again, I can see, Harris said. And he has applied for a permanent discharge from the patrol. What reason did he give? The same, that he's a plant now, and he has no more interest in being a patrolman. All he wants to do is sit in the sun. It's the damnedest thing I ever heard. All right. I think I'll visit him in his quarters. Harris looked at his watch. I'll go over after dinner. Good luck, Cox said gloomily. But whoever heard of a man turning into a plant? We told him it wasn't possible, but he just smiled at us. I'll let you know how I make out, Harris said. Harris walked slowly down the hall. It was after six. The evening meal was over. A dim concept was coming into his mind, but it was much too soon to be sure. He increased his pace, turning right at the end of the hall. Two nurses passed, hurrying by. Westerberg was quartered with a buddy, a man who had been injured in a jet blast and who was now almost recovered. Harris came to the dorm wing and stopped, checking the numbers on the doors. Can I help you, sir? The robot attendant said, gliding up. I'm looking for Corporal Westerberg's room. Three doors to the right. Harris went on. Asteroid Y3 had only recently been garrisoned and staffed. It had become the primary checkpoint to halt and examine ships entering the system from outer space. The garrison made sure that no dangerous bacteria, fungus, or whatnot arrived to infect the system. A nice asteroid it was, warm, well-watered, with trees and lakes and lots of sunlight, and the most modern garrison in the nine planets. He shook his head, coming to the third door. He stopped, raising his hand and knocking. Who's there? sounded through the door. Well, I want to see Corporal Westerberg. The door opened. A bovine youth with horn-rimmed glasses looked out, a book in his hand. Who are you? Dr. Harris. I'm sorry, sir. Corporal Westerberg is asleep. Would he mind if I woke him up? I want very much to talk to him. 
Harris peered inside. He could see a neat room with a desk, a rug and lamp, and two bunks. On one of the bunks was Westerberg, lying face up, his arms folded across his chest, his eyes tightly closed. Sir, the bovine youth said, I'm afraid I can't wake him up for you as much as I'd like to. You can't? Why not? Sir, Corporal Westerberg won't wake up, not after the sun sets. He just won't. He can't be wakened. Cataleptic? Really? But in the morning, as soon as the sun comes up, he leaps out of bed and goes outside, stays the whole day. I see, the doctor said. Well, thanks anyhow. He went back out into the hall and the door shut after him. There's more to this than I realized, he murmured. He went on back the way he had come. It was a war.